Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? You know what, Tyler? After a long week, I can easily say that I'm chilling. It's always good to chill after a long week. Yep. Yes, it Especially is. Especially with what we're going to talk about today. I know it's a topic that you're excited about. It's a topic that our conversation after we both saw the movie with your idea is what gave birth to this podcast that we're doing right now. Yes, it is. So, if anyone's been living under a rock or just doesn't go outside, Halloween is now out on iTunes, Voodoo, Blu-ray, 4K, whatever you want. It's out. So, we thought it'd be a good time to talk about why we both enjoyed the movie, and I guess for Mike, why it's his favorite movie of 2018. Fair enough to just start off with you, Mike. What was good about the movie? Well, what I really liked about the movie is it's a direct sequel to the original film. Yeah. Now... A lot of people will say, well, the, the second Halloween, the original sequel to the original, weird to say, wasn't a bad movie because it wasn't. It, it was a good movie and it was a good sequel for the time. But after that, that's when this franchise really did drop. So oh, yeah, yeah, definitely revitalized the series going 40 years later. We finally get a proper sequel. I feel Halloween, especially after Halloween 2 and then 3, we tried to do something completely different. It fell into what I'd like to call like the Friday the 13th situation, where after a couple movies of the same shit, they try to do it in weird stuff. So you have, oh, we'll skip 20 years. Oh, no. Uh, what was it? Number four, Buster Rhymes is like trying to kung fu Michael Myers. Oh, no, like, no, no, no. That, that wasn't four, Tyler. That wasn't four? Which one was that one? That was Halloween Resurrection. Resurrection. So you know, compared that to Friday the 13th, you know, he's in Manhattan, he's in space. They didn't know what to do with him. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't talk shit about Jason Takes Manhattan. That movie was classic. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying it doesn't really fit Friday the 13th. Why not, man? Jason Takes Manhattan. Fuck it, right? Yeah, at that point in the series, yes. Fuck it. I mean, shit. Jason already. Did Jason go to hell after that or before it? I can't remember. But I'm anyway. not sure either. Yeah, that's it. Goes to hell. <laughs> we're not we're not here to talk about Friday the Thirteenth and where the hell they went. We're here to talk about Halloween and where the hell they went and where they yeah. currently stand. Just so, making the point how it fell apart. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but we'll get more into that right now. Uh, let's stick with what we both enjoyed about the film. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I really liked about it is you really see the effect that it took on Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, and how it impacted her family life on how she was forever changed by it, how she never really had closure, and how that traumatic experience when she was a teenager affected the rest of her life and how she would raise her kid. With that being said, I felt like the acting was really well. Like There was no spot where you're like, all right, that's really shitty acting. Even the kid actor in it was really good, like... All around, kid, good acting. Kid actor was the best. Yeah, no, he, he was, like, if you take out the main characters, he's MVP of the movie. Oh, he absolutely. He understands what's happening. He gets the fuck out. Oh, yeah. he's funny. He's sassy. It's great. Yeah. I know you told your friends to come over here and smoke weed. No. <laughs> Magic, Alakazam. Smoking weed's against the rules. I'm telling my mom. Like, that kid had the best dialogue throughout the whole film. Yes. Um, especially when he runs back upstairs. And he sees his babysitter getting dragged by by Michael Myers, and she's like, "Julian, run!" And he goes, 
oh shit, I'm gonna go get help. And you never see him for the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. He was smart. Yeah, he was like, fuck this. I ain't going back. I don't care if I get help or not. I'm out of here. That being said, but another thing I really liked was how they tweaked the main soundtrack for it. Like the classic Michael Myers theme. They tweaked it. They made it a little bit more intense. They sped up the pace for it. Overall, I felt like it worked really well, um, especially like you brought up in last week's episode where it was the fog light scene, like right after it going on and off. Yeah, that with the soundtrack, amazing scene. Because the soundtrack doesn't appear until the spotlight goes back on and you see yeah. the kid's body like basically impaled on the fence and then Michael Myers appears and then it starts up. Like you really feel the tension there. Yeah, and I uh, kind of just agree with you overall on all points here. I, I really did like what they did uh, with Lori in that realistically, you know, that would fuck anyone up, like their life, because put, put, put yourself in her shoes. She's a teenager in high school, babysitting on Halloween, makes some money. At the end of the night, some of her friends are dead. She was almost killed. And then you expect her to just, I don't know, just move on, you know, whatever. You know, just a crazy night, right? It's like, no, that, that scars her. And how you mentioned how how she raised her kid to be defensive about this crazy boogeyman that was locked up and she resented her for it. And it really like it caught a, it caused a cascading effect on the family to the point where the granddaughter wants to hang out with her, but you know, but, doesn't know why the mother wasn't for it. Yeah, because the mother be, became a anxious wreck herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but another and, thing that I liked is that they left it open for a possibility of a sequel. See, that's what I didn't like. I didn't want the possibility of a sequel. I liked the idea of one final movie. We're gonna fix all the mistakes the other movies made, and we're gonna just seal it up. They left it open, and I didn't like it. See, but like after the movie was so successful, maybe all it took was having the right people behind it. You know what I mean? Because it could go in a numerous different ways that they could have the sequel to this but that was the biggest problem with the prior movies the right people weren't involved they tried to do too much extra stuff to it this they kept it pretty simple i think that's what i'm worried about is that with these mythical like horror people right michael myers you know jason and all that if you want a cohesive storyline you do have to end it at some point Otherwise, you do end up to where the franchise was, which is a group of random people in a house, in a university, the killer's there, and that's it. It's like, this had a good story. The first one had a good story. I'm just worried about, can the writers actually write another good sequel to this? Well, I feel like they can, because they took their time with this project, and we got to give credit to the writers like they oh, oh i give a lot of credit to the writers they, this was a good movie absolutely but what's the common theme you see with all the other halloween movies that weren't as good the writers change the writers change the directors change so, so if, you, they, if you bring back the people that did this one there'd be a good chance it's a good movie yes i mean think about it like the cornetto trilogy that's that's a good way of thinking about it yeah so same director same actors yep. same actors all three of those films worked. Technically, they weren't related at all, but they were able to come up with good stories for all three films and kept it in the same direction. So that is, that's one, th- one way to look at it. So I'm okay with 
having a potential sequel. It doesn't mean it has to happen. It's I just... think they already said they're planning on it. They're going to wow. start writing it or something. Because, I mean, look, no. look at the fucking money they made. Universal's knocking on their door. It's like, you want to make another one? Like, definitely not. I mean, as long as they keep the same writers, I think it'll be okay. You have to give real credit to Danny McBride for pulling a really good horror script for someone who mostly does comedy. And yeah, you definitely, yeah, yeah. You definitely felt his comedic moments through the film, though. Yeah, again, if anyone doesn't know, if you've ever seen Danny McBride and, you know, those Seth Rogen movies, the Eastbound and Down show, it's like he was one of the writers that made this script. So, yeah, he dipped his toes in the horror. He did, but and it was very successful. I think it worked because since the original is almost like 40 years old at this point, he is, a, he is a perfect person to write it because he grew up with the original. He grew up and saw what the series became, so he knew what not to do. Yep. And he cared about the franchise enough to actually, you know, write something good, and it turned out to work fine. Like, he's had, like, six or seven movies of, like, don't do this shit. So that did help him. And it's good that he actually cares. All the writers, really, that they care about the franchise enough to do it right. Yeah, and I mean, you can even tell the director cared, too, because he paid a yeah. lot of homage to how the original film was, like, the scenes were shot, the credits, like, Oh, I love the intro credits with the pumpkin. It's like old, like old classic feel. I lo- I loved it. It was great. Yeah, a lot of scenes were filmed classically. Like there was, and another thing I liked about it was it did have its gory moments, mm-hmm. but you only see a handful of the kills that Michael Myers had. A lot of it is off screen. Like you hear it going on, but you don't directly see it. And I think that works well because. You don't need to see every single kill. No. And if you do see every kill and it goes super gory, then it kind of ruins, like, you're, you're not watching, like, a thriller horror movie. You're just watching the gory movie. You're just watching it for the gore. And that, that kind of takes away from everything else. Which is basically what the Friday the 13th franchise went through. Yeah. Because they became the slasher franchise, whereas Michael Myers started out Halloween as the suspenseful horror. Yeah, it's like, you, you're you going to see a kill. You didn't know exactly when. But it's, yeah, it's how you get there. And, you know, the first movie, if anyone hasn't watched it, should definitely watch it if you haven't by now. I watched that about a year or two ago with my girlfriend who never saw it. It still holds up. It still got her a couple times with the jump scares. Like, just the tension building. And then, like, oh, it door slams. It's like, oh, like, that movie still holds up. It's really good. It is. So, we've talked a little bit about what we liked. Uh, another thing I did want to throw in that I liked, it's a small part. But I did like how they reversed a trope, right? Because throughout the entire movie, talking about the mother here, the main mother, how yeah. she she hates everything, this is all bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And when it's at the end of the movie, and she doesn't see her mom. She doesn't see Lori. So she's got to take care of Michael now. And she tricks Michael into coming down by pretending yep. to be, oh, the helpless girl. And as soon as he's down, it's like, boom, got you. It's like, I love that, because up until that point, she was just being annoying, like, oh my god, what do we do? I'm sorry, I never listened to you. Like, nope, her training took over and landed the shot, and that was great. Yes. And another thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was a very nice twist, because in the original, you saw the doctor that hated Michael Myers, thought he was pure evil, thought he should be destroyed, mm-hmm. and then his best student takes the opposite route. He wants to know more about Michael. Why does he do what he does? Why is he so obsessed with killing? To the point where he kills just so he can feel what Michael Myers does. And then he puts on the mask. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's one fucked up doctor. 
oh yes. But if there's one thing this movie has taught us, you don't ask Michael Myers to say something. If you have ever asked him say something, you end up dead. Yeah, yeah, basically. Because you got the two podcasts, oh boy, we're next. Uh, the two podcast recorders that the the intro when him yelling just say something he ended up getting his head smashed in and uh the last word the doctor was say something and well he he got his head smashed in so here's the thing michael michael's gonna kill you but if you don't really do anything he'll just slash you and be done with it or you can be an asshole that says say something or wear his mask in which case your face will get caved in it'll be nice slow and gruesome i don't know i feel like that doctor's death was uh pretty quick oh no i i meant for the uh the podcaster was a little bit more like slower oh. the, the doctor died pretty quickly <laughs> yeah what, what, what do you think the last thing that went through the doctor's mind was um honestly probably happiness see i, I, was, I don't I think was he'd think, be upset I, I was thinking it was michael myers foot <laughs> i mean are we talking like figuratively or literally uh, either way you look at it that was the very last thing that went through his mind I mean, not through his mind, if we're being technical, more through his brain. Sorry, through his head. I do wonder if Michael thinks about this, like, fuck, I got brains on my shoe now. This is not no. how I wanted this night to go. He doesn't care, man. I, no, I, he doesn't, but I like there, could, the sense, there could be a good parody about that. I like the sense of humor that Michael Myers has, too, which is also one of my biggest problems with the movie. Where does he have the time to do all this shit? Like, mm-hmm. even in the first movie, right? Even in the first movie, when he set up the whole bedroom to have Laurie's friend on the bed, and in front in front of her was Judith Meyer's tombstone. So was he just carrying around that tombstone the entire night? Like, you know what? This will be a nice house to set this up in. I think you don't really see him carry it around the town and go from no. going house to house. Just Pierce. It's there. Yeah, it's just there. He somehow just carried it there, and like, I I want to know like when. The other two teenagers went in there to have a good time. Was he like, all right, fuck, I gotta move the tombstone out, gotta kill them, put the tombstone back. So like, these these are all questions. But in this movie, it was uh, the the, the babysitter. Not necessarily, right? not necessarily the babysitter. It was the two cops outside of Lori's house. Oh, okay. He was able to behead behead one of the cops. Yeah. Gouge out his eyes, carve in a pumpkin smile, but also. He had to clear the clear the head. Yeah, I don't know. Just the only thing he had with him at the time was a knife, right? Or no, yeah, he like, lost the knife. Well, technically, technically, he had a carving knife, but still, car- carving out a head with a knife like that takes dedication. And I, I think it would be time too, but you know, and time, yeah. Michael fucking fires. I guess anything's possible with him, but also the sense of humor he had to have the one cop with the flashlight to actually make it a jack o' lantern. See, when you were talking about this, the first one that popped in my head was the uh, the babysitter being tied to the chair in the kids' room with the uh, with the cloth over it, so it looks like it's a ghost, right? And then he pulls it off, and it's like it's like uh, you you have this time to put her in a chair, tie her up, and all that. What if no one else comes in the house well, for the rest of the night? You go, find it. yeah, yeah. Someone's going to find it eventually, but like if you're on a killing spree right now and you leave the house to go do more killing. You're not going to get the satisfaction of that either. Well, maybe his satisfaction's internal. Like, but also that's kind of homage to the first movie as well. 
when he kills the uh, the one girl's boyfriend who went to go get beer from downstairs because the boyfriend's original costume was the bed sheet with eyes cut out like a ghost and then when michael myers appears to kill his girlfriend he's wearing the sheet and the kid's glasses to make it seem like it's boyfriend and he actually hands her a beer he hands her a beer this guy has got jokes he's like you know what i'm gonna kill you but hey enjoy this last beverage you're gonna have i actually brought the six pack up with me that your boyfriend went to get he goes for the long joke when he tries to kill, when he kills. He goes for the long yep. one. He dedicates. Your boyfriend didn't have the beers yet, but I'll go, I'll go grab you that beer. Don't worry about it. Speaking of boyfriends, uh, up until the doctor and his death, easily the most gruesome death, I think, was the boyfriend in the house. Wh- which one? The, the boyfriend with the babysitter. How he ended up, he, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fight him. And then you just see Michael Myers walking away. You see him up on the wall. With like an, I think it was an axe caved into the back uh, of his head. No, it wasn't an axe. It was uh, which was also I feel very unrealistic as well. Oh yeah, but, I, I don't think that would hold up the entire body. Correct. Know? It was it was the it was a kitchen knife. Kitchen knife. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. He, even more unrealistic. That's going to carry was, 150, 200 pounds on the wall. Yeah. He was pinned against the wall by his neck with the knife. So the majority gonna, of that weight is pulling down. Yeah, it's so, going to cut right through. Yeah, pretty much. But once again, that's a that's a death that was off screen. Yep, it was. I think the most gruesome death was the doctor, honestly. Oh no, I agree. I it, I said up until the doctor, but after that, it was either the doctor or it's an off screen one. But the cops that turned into a jack o' lantern. That one, yeah. that one's kind of rough, like because the doctor's just smash, smash, done. But like it was one smash. But the the cops, I feel like. I think that's more fucked up because, like, again, like you mentioned, he took the time to carve this out and set it up in the cop car. But also another gruesome death was one of the first with the uh, the podcast when he just kept bashing his head against the wall of the bathroom door. Like that went on for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that was definitely one of the more gruesome deaths. All right. So we talked about what we liked about it. We both mentioned uh, a thing or two that we didn't like about it. So. I'd say let's finish this up like, okay, it was really successful. Everyone loved it, made a lot of money. Let's say they do a sequel. Mike, where do you think they should take the, I guess now, Halloween 3? Well, it'd be nice to see a proper remake of Halloween 3 because the original Halloween 3 was just trash. Um, Fucking Season of the Witch, my ass. There's two ways I'd see that they can do this. Um... The obvious way is Michael Myers comes back, which is what I would prefer because you never see him burning. Like they show oh. back into the house and he's gone. This is going under the assumption because Halloween is not Halloween without Michael Myers. This is going under the assumption Michael Myers is coming back because, like you said, we never saw the body. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's got to be the killer for the next film. That's because true. It depends how they write it. What was one of the last scenes that we saw? The daughter, the youngest daughter holding the knife right yep so could this they could spin it that this was a traumatic experience which caused her to snap but instead of her just getting ready for another attack she becomes the serial killer correct that's one way they could do it i wouldn't really like that why not i don't know i feel like it's just a twist that's unnecessary do you feel it's unnecessary or maybe it's something fresh because the only I idea I think they could do is Michael Meyer comes back and goes after her 
and you know she's in high school so let's say a couple of years she's in college but then it's michael myers on a university again going after the daughter so i don't know but like i prefer michael myers to come back because i feel like halloween yeah. shouldn't go another few movies i feel like if they're gonna do another one this next one would have to be the last make it a trilogy you know what i mean like have your solid halloween trilogy yeah, I like the idea of a solid trilogy. Would you bring back Lori, or is her story done? Because it seems like her story is more or less done. She got it out of her system and got back in Michael. Do you think she should come back? I think she could come back, but I would honestly, like, if Michael Myers does return, it'd be nice to see her actually get killed. So you think she should die? If they're going to bring it back, I don't want to see her as the main hero again. Because she's getting older. Yeah, she she's about to yeah. in this film. But, like, at what point are we going to turn Halloween into the Expendables? I guess. I I don't want her to die, though. I feel that defeats the purpose of this movie. Like, no, if, I, I wouldn't say so. Because if they're, if they're trying to paint... They, they painted this movie, or at least advertising-wise, it's, it's Lori versus Michael, one last fight. Now, obviously, the way it ended, technically, it's probably not going to be one last fight. However, I feel Halloween works if there's one person Michael cannot kill... And that's Lori. Because if you kill Michael, that kind of ruins the movies, right? Do people want to see Michael dead? No. But we could take it to the next generation. Because I, it wasn't Lori who technically stopped him at the end. No, no. It was the granddaughter. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a team effort, but yeah. But so, then I guess it goes I, to, what do we view Michael Myers as? Do we view him as a literal person? In which case... He's a tall, strong, old man. So if you're saying next generation, shit, he's what, 50, 60 now? 70, 80-year-old I don't think can be a super strong serial killer. Well, or is he mythical? Be, I don't think Halloween should be, the next one should be that many years later. I feel like it should be two years at most later. Yeah, I guess if it's if if they do what you said and like they make a trilogy. So like the third one maybe. But no, absolutely second one would be two or three years later. It wouldn't go that far. So I feel like it could work. Um, but going back to where it fits in with the rest of the franchise, it was really a breath of fresh, older air. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't stray too far from the original, but it still had its new essence to it. Now, when you look at the other movies, they turned Michael Myers into this mythical being, this unstoppable force that can't be killed, and there's some demonic ritual behind it. Yep. Which is why a lot of people didn't like Rob Zombie's first Halloween, because Rob Zombie humanized Michael Myers, actually showed his childhood that he was actually murdering animals, which is one of the key points to look at when you're looking at children, if they'll be serial killers. Well, are they murdering animals? Yep, okay, you might have a serial killer on your hands. So that's what I feel like a lot of people didn't like about Rob Zombie's Halloween. But overall, I feel like Rob Zombie's Halloween was a pretty good remake. At least the first one. Yeah, the first one. The second one, he went all Rob Zombie with and made it really, really fucking mythical. But besides that, I feel like the franchise is in a lot better spot now than what it was. No, it's definitely, definitely best buy. If you, if you were to say, you know, talk to anyone five years ago, be like, hey, there's going to be a new Halloween movie. It's going to be really good. And also... It's going to be written by Danny McBride. Like, what? Because, like, that, that doesn't make any sense, but definitely... It really came out of left field. Came out of left field, and the movie's great, but 
what we've been talking about and what you just mentioned now with Rob Zombie himself flip-flopping flip-flopping back and forth the writer the writers and the director for the sequel assuming they make one they need to pinpoint what Michael Myers is is he a physical person that you can kill or is he a mythical more mythical being because as you mentioned toward the other Halloween movies later down the line it was demonic rituals you cannot kill him and all that which makes for a good basic slasher film but you know there's no stakes because you know everyone there, the random people, are going to die at some point because you know they can't kill them. And then before you mentioned with the Rob Zombie ones, yeah, the first one, oh, he's more of a human person. You see him become a serial killer. But in the second one, it's like, no, no, he's more mythical. The sequel needs to pinpoint what they're going to do. No more flip-flopping because you need to actually define Michael Myers as a character a bit more. You need to flesh him out. Yeah, or is that what kind of ruined the franchise to begin with? You know what I mean? If you leave it up to mystery, then you never truly know. It kind of adds more suspense to it. It does add more suspense, but then how do you you give at least most people a satisfying conclusion to a sequel or to a trilogy? He dies. So he would die? I would hope so. I mean, technically, if you look at it, everyone dies. Jason even died a few times. He just kept getting brought back. Yeah, yeah. No, I I guess. I don't know. that's what I'm worried about for the sequel. It's like, this shit was good. You've brought back the franchise. I don't want to see it get fucked up again. Yeah, I mean, we've been hurt so much already. I mean, what more do we have to lose? That's true. And look, I will give them faith. Like, if they bring back the same director, same writers, then I'll give them faith. I, I will not judge it until I see the trailers, I'll see the movie, and then I'll judge it. I won't be like, oh, this is, good, this is doomed to fail. I will give them the benefit of the doubt, since they made this one so good. I mean, I feel like they've earned it at this point. I, I feel they have, yes. That's all I have to say about Halloween. Great movie. Everyone should go watch it, especially first one to this one. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else to add about our discussion about Halloween? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. All right. For next week, our plan is to talk about some of the movies we've been watching the past couple of weeks. I know we've both been watching a couple things. And I believe the Oscar nominee list should be out by then. So we'll quickly go over any shocking uh, nominees or what was snubbed. Uh, this year is pretty <laughs> interesting. Yes, Aquaman for special effects. Uh, I do think Black Panther did get a cut, though. So there is some good news. I mean, like, come on. Now, man. Aquaman deserve that. Uh, oh, no, absolutely. Aquaman already, if we want to call it right now, on Entertainment Expansion, Aquaman is the first snub for visual effects. Oh, yeah. It was wrong. But we'll talk more about that next week. Mike, where can they... Uh, where can everyone talk to us? Well, if you want to reach out, have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to add something new that we missed on, feel free to DM us on our Instagram page, Entertainment Expansion, or our email, which I believe is entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. That is correct. Yep. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.